Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. Kevin here, joined by Pops and Uncle Tony. What's going on, guys? What's happening? Football, football, football started this weekend. So we have just to address the the elephant in the room. We know it's been a while since we've been back. We're gonna try to fit it into the pod, get back get back in the pod in every single week and breaking down some NFL and just and just you know talking shop here and. And we got a lot to discuss because week one is in the books. And let's just start with the thing we saw last. And that was on Monday night when the hyped up Jets train that was going to be a Super Bowl or bust year. They finally got their quarterback and four snaps in. Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Asshat, snaps his Achilles and. There's been times where Aaron Rodgers is not the easiest person to root for and maybe sometimes easier to root against, but I, it, it sucked seeing what we saw Monday night, right? I mean, that was just – that's a brutal, brutal way to start the season. No question. I think it's clear on this podcast that we're not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fans while admitting how talented he is, but certainly it gave me a sick feeling in the pit of my stomach to see that. I hated that for the New York Jets fans. I would hate that if it happened to me and my team. And I wanted to see him play this year and see how things went. So that that was a real not a good moment. Not a good moment. So Tony. Yeah, absolutely. You hate to see that. And, um, as much as you don't like him, sometimes you want to see those guys you don't like play. And anytime, I certainly want to make sure, yeah, the ass hat has not been one of our favorites, but you certainly hate to see that. And that's a tough one. At 39 years old, that may have been his last well, drop that's, back. That's the thing to address is that's just an injury that's tough to come back from for a 29-year-old, Yeah, let alone a 39-year-old. You know, just you never know. And, and I will say, watching it live, there are slow-motion replays you can watch. And maybe kind of see the injury. It seems like one of those things that List's probably not going to watch because I think you can kind of see where the Achilles has a little bit of a pop. But natural, just in in fast motion, it didn't look like much to me. And I thought, oh, he's probably fine. But, you know, sometimes you see, especially if you've watched enough football, you kind of know that look where a guy's walking off the field and they just know this was something bad. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's sometimes a knee injury or something where as a fan, you're like, well, I don't know. He might be fine. But then when they have that look where it's like, yep, I know this was a long-term thing. This was not a rolled ankle or something. Yeah. This was something serious. And I think I could just be, and we're going to get into overreactions and I could be overreacting just because it was the last thing we saw. But that feels like one of the most, I think it's the most deflating injury I've seen just that early on. You finally get – you got Aaron Rodgers, gets to the Jets. He seems happy. The Jets finally got their quarterback, a good defense. They got a lot of skill guys. And to to go out that quick, and it's the injury like it is where he's done for the year. This is not a December he could be ready to go. He is done for the year. I think it's the most deflating injury I've personally ever seen. Right up there with like Tom Brady tearing his ACL in week one, yeah, I- whatever that was. 14, 15 years ago. That exactly reminds me of, of Brady, that first yeah. – what is it, first series or two that yeah. Brady went out. Was well, that the first series right after they went undefeated and lost Super Bowl and they had Moss yeah. and they had Brady and all that? Yeah. And then Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, and that's what you compare it to. Um, I think Brady's young – earlier in his career, you don't feel as bad like, oh, this is maybe it for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think that's what you compare it to as far as deflation of, oh, man. 
you really wanted to see what happens there. But, uh, you know, the Brady injury caused the NFL to change its rules. Um, and so well, can you, that's that what I'd I say don't know is, if you can change a rule as much here, except no. for Pops, you did. There are some people complaining, right? Yeah. And I don't know if y'all did see that uh, that picture that I sent you that kind of does show pretty much to me when the injury happens. And so David Bakhtiari, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers' old teammate at, uh, old at, left tackle, at, at old Green Lansing. Bay, yeah, uh, kind of called out the NFL uh because of he feels like the turf caused the injury and that picture would would seem to indicate that perhaps it had some play in it and i think the interesting fact that he brought up was that several nfl stadiums are apparently ripping out turf and putting in real grass for the world cup in 2026 and his point is is nfl players have been asking to replace turf with grass for some time, but yet you're going to pull it out and now do it for the World Cup for soccer players. You know, I mean, it seems like he's got a reasonably decent point uh, to me in that in that argument of turf versus grass. Well, specifically that season or that stadium, I mean, mm-hmm. Brees Hall tore his ACL on that same seat, that same stadium. And he kind of made a note just like, you know, I blew my knee up on that same turf. So I, I don't know, but it, it does seem that way. And then, was it last year, Tony, maybe the year before, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers called it out because they played back-to-back games in MetLife against the Jets and Giants and lost quite a bit, some key players, but like five to six different players had either season-ending injuries or long-term injuries. And yeah. I, I agree I, with that. You pay these guys this much money, you got these nice stadiums. If the grass is safer, we're all and about who built the stadium? safety. Those right? players built those stadiums. It soccer didn't. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And so – I agree and disagree with Bakhtiari. Uh, Liff, you made a great point. I, I, I and <laughs> if they change it for soccer, uh, they're changing it for the wrong reason. Um, because who the hell cares about soccer? But, um, uh, <laughs> a lot of people, but, but we know anyway, where Tony stands. Sorry, LJ, you might so, want to block that one anyway, out. <laughs> football, maybe, but, uh, but the thing about it for this particular injury, though, I don't think the turf caused it because the, if you look at it, Rodgers was strong enough to hold himself up to keep from falling. But when that Achilles snaps is when the defensive lineman is on top of him just at the very wrong angle. And every time we see an Achilles like that, you look at J.K. Dobbins, he was going down, his foot was flat, and the guy just jumped on him, and the body just can't handle another 300 pounds on top of it at that particular angle. And I just think it's just an unfortunate uh, – uh, turn of events right there. I don't know that turf would help. If if he had a blown ACL, if he had hyperextended his knee and it turned backwards, I'd say, yeah, the turf wouldn't let his foot go. But his foot was planted and it just was tough, just tough. Yeah. But I agree. They, they need to turn them all back to grass because they can manage grass so much better now. So wrapping up the, the discussion on what did the Jets do, it's, it's now let's look forward. And I know just from a fan perspective, and there are new flex rules, so maybe we get rid of a few of them, but – the Jets were expected to have a lot of primetime games, and a primetime game with Aaron Rodgers, say what you will about him, is much more appealing than a primetime game with Zach Wilson at starting quarterback. Fair point. As of Tuesday <laughs> night, uh, Robert Sala said that Zach Wilson is our guy, but that might – I don't know. That could just be what he's saying right now. I, if they're not weighing their options and seeing what's out there on the free agent market, possibly seeing what's – if trading a guy – they put a lot into this team. They went and got Dalvin Cook. They're going all in. They they signed a bunch of these players. I think punting on this year, and I'm not saying Zach Wilson's 100% punting on the year, but he didn't show me anything last night that makes me go, this guy can win a Super Bowl. Pops, what do they need to do? Do you ride it out? Do you do you try to go sign someone? Well, I mean, you know, I've heard Tom Brady bantied about, and that is that is intriguing. Boy, that would be um, something. To see him go to the Jets in the same division with the Patriots, that would be – that, that with a good roster, almost get me back out if I was Jets. Brady. Do what? He's not just going to the Jets. That that if we didn't find if nothing else last night showed us, it was kind of ugly. But boy, Garrett Wilson looks like last year was not a fluke. That defense looks legit. You plug in a good quarterback, and that team—that's why this injury is so deflating because it kind of looks like a quarterback, a competent quarterback, could make them Super Bowl contenders. And if you're Tom Brady. I would think I mean, about it. Here's right? a team that's ready to go, but I they're mean, plug and play. Just give them a quarterback. Yeah, you know? I mean, but I, the names out on the free agent market are that I think I think these are all free agents. But Fitzpatrick, someone thrown out there. I think Andy Dalton's on a team, but maybe you could try. He's a backup somewhere. 
Jameis Winston, I think, is a free agent. Um, there's a few more decent. Oh, Philip Rivers was thrown out there because apparently the 49ers thought about Philip Rivers last year. Tom, Carson Wentz, I don't know if that's much better, but Tony, what do you think they should do? What do you think they will do? I think they will pick up another veteran. I suspect Carson Wentz will will be in a, uni, a Jets uniform here in the next ten days. That would be my that might be my suspicion. I think he'd be there unless there's some. I can't think of any quarterback competition where somebody lost and you could go get them uh, just right offhand. But I think they're going to have to go with Zach. And I, I'll have something here in a later segment about. Um, not having an overreaction for the Jets here. I'm trying to look up if there's anyone who's listed out just some, some options that they could. Is Fitzpatrick? Is, is he still? It's magic around. It's magic still. So Carson Wentz is an option. They I, could trade for Jameis Winston. He's right now a backup on the on New Orleans. Hey, double up Trey Lance, uh, man. They could. Let's send Trey Lance to the Jets and and double up draft picks. You come out a winner. Jacoby Brissett is yep. a backup right now at the Commanders. I mean, he is a game manager. Um, get Tom Brady out of retirement is another option. So I think Fitzpatrick's probably done. He's kind of been out of league. Yeah, I think I don't know. Fitzpatrick's probably not. But I think if I think if you're Salah, you do say because right now Zach Wilson's what you got, and we know that last year was a the the biggest flaw it looked like was his confidence was just totally shot. So I think Sala came out and saying Zach Wilson's our guy. That wouldn't – even if you think you're going to go pick someone else, that's what you say right now. And then if you go get – if you get Tom Brady, then you say, Zach, sorry, we're going to go Tom Brady over you. And I bet Zach Wilson understands. But <clears throat> I don't know – I don't think the Jets are going into meetings right now saying, yep, let's roll with Zach. They are looking at options for sure. And I think they should be. Well, they need a backup right. quarterback, right? I mean – Yeah, if nothing else, they need a backup, need a backup yeah. quarterback. So – so week one is in the books, and as we all know, and Tony kind of alluded to it, it's the time to overreact to something or not. You could decide that what you saw in week one was a fluke, and you're fine, as as Aaron Rodgers has once said, R-E-L-A-X, and just take it easy. So I want to ask you guys, let's start with, what is something you saw in week one that you you are over you learned something from it and you are ready to overreact a little bit. Pops, let's start with you. Uh Tua Tugavlaya Vavova. I have a hard time saying his name, but <laughs> Tugavaloa. He might be the best quarterback in the NFL and he might be throwing to the best wide receiver in the NFL in Tyreek Hill. That Miami offense looked wicked. Potent? Really wicked to me. They, they, you know, they didn't have a lot of run yards, but you don't need it when you throw for 466 passing yards and one of your receivers has 215 uh, receiving yards. So I don't know. I, I, Miami looked really good. I mean, they went across the country, you know, coast to coast. Uh, certainly the, to a team last year, the Chargers defense was one of the defense that they really struggled right. with. And a lot of people were like, Brandon Staley might kind of figure them out. And, he didn't know what to do this past Sunday. You know, I think that I think that Dolphins coach uh, Mike, what's his name? McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. I, I think he's a sharp guy. I think he. I, I really. I think his intellectual level is. He's playing some ch- uh, chess out there uh, as well as some of the others. But um, I was really, really impressed with the Dolphins and how they played on offense. So, so I think what you'll what you'll learn here uh, for the listeners, this is a moment where. We're going to overreact, but also there's a kernel of truth. I don't think Pops actually thinks Tua is the best quarterback in the NFL, but Tua might have shown us as long as he can stay healthy, he could be the quarterback of the best offense in the NFL because they really didn't run the ball that well last no. night or on Sunday. But uh, I think to kind of piggyback with what you're saying there, Pops, Ty- should does Tyreek Hill need to be in that? I mean, he I think he's supplanted himself on – you could say – there are other receivers that are just as good as him, but I don't know if I can fairly say that there's another receiver better than him with what I saw on Sunday and what he did last year too. Yeah, 100% agree. I think, you know, real quick, I, I, I know we talked about tiers of wide receivers and I had it uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Tyreek Hill. And sometimes I would draw a line after Jamar Chase and say Tyreek Hill was the top of the next level. Well, I think after at least week one, he's clearly – uh, uh, in in discussion for the best receiver in the league. And Tony, what's interesting to me, and this could just be you know talk after the game, but Tyreek Hill came out afterward, and 
Tyreek Hill is nothing but confident in himself, but he came out afterward and said that he really feels like he's with with Coach McDaniel. He's hit a new level at playing receiver because before he made it, he said that I was just outrunning everybody, and now he feels like he's figured out route running and figured out schemes, and he's playing a smarter brand of football while still also being possibly the fastest guy in the league. Tony, do you think they're? What do you think? Do you think he's right and he's hit a new level, or maybe this will slow down a little? No, I think he's. No, he's in his prime. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he's definitely, as Liv said, I, I don't – that was one of my overreactions. Like, Tyree Kill is the best wide receiver ever. He He's the best thing since Randy Moss. Uh, you know, he's the best thing since Jerry Rice. I'm not – I think that's an overreaction. I think there are still comparable wide receivers to him. They just didn't see him on week one. And uh, and and Tyreek is – he is a difference maker. Let's just put it that way. He is a difference maker. Well, because Pops, I know the other guy we were throwing in that argument, Justin Jefferson had nine catches for 150 yards on Sunday. Yeah, not and too I think bad. Eight of those were in the first half. So I mean, <laughs> right. he's still fine. Yeah, I know Chase didn't have a great game. I feel like that that team could come up at some point in yeah. this podcast. Yeah. But I, I do think Tyreek Hill, if nothing else, because I personally, Pops, I think I did have it. There was another tier, and Tyra Kills at the top of that second tier, but he is he is in that first tier of wide receivers. I'm not ready to say he's the best, but I'm not mad at if you say you think he is, then I I don't know if I have a full on argument against yeah, it. Tony, what point. do you got? Do you have I know you kind of mentioned Tyra Kill, best wide receiver on the planet could be your overreaction. Do you have anything else for your overreaction? Oh yeah. Here's my overreaction. And I'm I'm trying not to, to place too much blame, but Seattle will not win the NFC West. I think Seattle is some kind of overrated. And I'm not saying that the Rams are going to win the NFC West. That some They may come up a little bit later, too. But I'm just telling you, they were flat as a pancake. I don't know where that defense was, but it certainly wasn't on the field there in Seattle. And, and they are supposed to be a significant uh, home favorite with their fans. And, man, they were just terrible. So – I'm curious, where were you coming into? The, is this one of those games where you thought? Because personally, I came into the year going, Seahawks could be something. Yeah, I mean, I, I like what they're doing, and Gino showed me something. And now I'm like, was I just was I <laughs> now, dead ass wrong? Unless on that? for some reason, and, and of course, uh, it can check me on this. They scored 13 points in the first half and didn't score again. That's re- I don't think they had. I think they had the amount of first downs they had in the second half could be counted on one hand. I don't, they just <laughs> so, did not move the ball. And this is not the Rams that won the Super Bowl. This is the Rams with like, I think, yeah, 40 is, rookies yeah, on it. Yeah. yeah. As and some no guy Cooper said, Cook. name a defensive player other than Aaron Donald. Go ahead. I dare you. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know if I can. Yeah. So, right. so yeah, right. I don't know if I can. I could certainly understand a shootout and them losing 30 to 28. Hey, things happen. But 30 to 13. With that, there's just, Seattle will not win. The, I, they're very overrated. I think Seattle, as hot as they ended the year last year, I'm trying not to overreact and say they suck. So you know, I just, <laughs> I just, just thought that was bad. Right, because I mean, we know that Sean McVay offense and Stafford looked good, but at, just to to give you an idea of the two receivers that he did it with was Tutu Atwell, who looked like he was. We all wanted him to be something last year, and in in, before fantasy started, he was a kind of a sleeper. Didn't do much last year. And then Puka Nakua, who I'm not sure if I was that aware of him before week one. And they look good. I, I do want to say it was nice. Stafford looked like Stafford again. I kind of thought we might not mm-hmm. see that Stafford again. Yeah, he he kind of looked like he was running around a little bit. He was doing some of the little Throwing side all good. He looked good. Yeah. I, and I, I, and that's where I'm at is I don't, I'm not going to overreact and say Matt Stafford is back. I'm going to overreact and say Seattle's defense is terrible. Seattle was overrated coming yeah, into the I don't, season. I don't know what, what kind of Kool-Aid they drank at halftime, but they need to <laughs> dump that stuff out, boy. I'll tell you what. Hey, I'm glad y'all covered that because under that game, I had WTFH. What the F happened here? I, I didn't yeah. get to see the game, and I was yeah. like, I'm glad y'all covered that. I don't I don't know if they brought in strippers at halftime or what, but, man, <laughs> Seattle was just out of gas. It was just terrible. So for my overreaction, I'm going to go. I, I almost went with a NFC North matchup, which I still think we might get around to discussing <laughs> at some point. But I'm going to go with and this could just be an overreaction. But I think what we saw last night from Josh Allen or on Monday night. Yeah, last night is a little bit of what Josh Allen is. And I'll answer with. 
I don't think he's always going to throw three picks, but I kind of just think that's you get you get the ten good games of Josh Allen, but you're going to get four games of just what the hell? Because when Aaron Rodgers went out, all all the Bills need to do at that point was just don't beat yourself. I mean, you're fine. And he's throwing these deep balls just and Lucky Whitehead, I think it was, had three different interceptions. Mm-hmm. And some of them were just like, what are we doing, Josh? <laughs> like, you don't have to throw it 40 yards down the field there. You didn't have to, it was first down. And I just think it's interesting because you see a lot, and this is not going to be a this is I'm not starting this with the Dak's better than Josh Allen because Dak did throw a lot of picks, but the whole argument this offseason. Was there's a lot of talk about Dak Prescott just throws a lot of interceptions. Dak Prescott isn't that good. Yada yada yada. Josh Allen has more interceptions than Dak Prescott in the last 18 games, and I, he kind of is that he's just reckless. And I don't know if he can pull that back all the way. I, I st- I'm still saying the Bills are good, and they could. They're probably gonna make the playoffs, but it's kind of the reason I'm not sure the Bills can win the Super Bowl. Hmm. There, there's a lot hard, hard to argue with that. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, and I, I don't want to get too much into it. But I think, and I, there's another quarterback that this happened to this weekend. Josh Allen is very unsuccessful against the New York Jets. Robert Sala has his number. If you look, go look. And that is a good defense and good defense. Yeah, coach, but so he just worth he he can't for some reason. If you go look at his statistics, I think he is. He's thrown three or four times as many interceptions as he has touchdown passes in five games now against the Jets. And for some reason, he just can't do anything with them. And he caught him in week one on national television. And that's that's not an unsurprising performance for Josh Allen against the Jets. Um, looking at the last 10 regular season games, including Monday night, Mac Jones has 14 touchdowns, five interceptions, 2,020 yard, 2,320 yards. In the last 10 regular season games for Josh Allen, he has 2,321 yards, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So Mac Jones has been better than Josh Allen in the last 10 regular season games, which is not something I would have believed if the stats weren't put out in front of me. I, I just worry a little, and they still didn't look, they didn't look like they fixed. I, I think probably Tony, you're right. And they played a really good defense and probably overreacting a little bit, which is the segment. Yeah. But I I just that's one I'm willing to overreact right. on all, all right. uh, That's what it's all about. Was there any other overreactions or do we want to go into things we're not going to overreact? Baker Mayfield's gonna take the Buccaneers to the playoffs. <laughs> hey. Okay, well then we're still in the overreaction. I want to say this. I want to say this about Baker Mayfield. I think the guy's he's got a lot of heart. I want to tell you. That that last drive where they had to go down there and I think they kicked the field goal right yeah. to, to win yeah. it yeah. and and he had to run to get that first down yeah and he just put his head down and and, and went in into it like a concrete wall in Fayetteville I mean yeah. that's you know, <laughs> and and I'll say that I just the guy was drafted number one he probably didn't ask for that you know he might have even known I'm not but I I respect him I, I will say I have a level of respect for the toughness and the passion that he brings to the game. So he does play hard and it does seem like teammates like playing with him for that same reason. Now, how good a quarterback he is, I'm not sure about, but take, he does take him to the Super Bowl. Him. Might be an overreaction. Well, Tony said take him to the playoffs. Oh, he playoffs. didn't go okay. Super Bowl. Yeah. And that division didn't look just stellar yeah. on Sunday. It did I mean, not. And they beat they a pretty not. good team. They beat the Vikings, by the way, Tampa yeah, they Bay. Did. Yeah. So. You know, I was wanting to kind of be a little bit on the Vikings bandwagon because I did kind of like the, the what what looked like it could have been just a PR stunt for uh, Kirk Cousins on the quarterback show because he did come off very likable on the quarterback show. But moments in that game where I'm watching that second half, I kind of found myself going, Kirk Cousins is who I thought he was. He's the, It's the same guy. He, he has moments, but then he has a whole half where you're just like, what? This is the Buccaneers. This is not a, like the same way we talked about the Seahawks. They weren't going against the Buccaneers that went to the Super Bowl. This is a different team, quarterbacked by Baker Mayfield, and he could not outscore Baker Mayfield. So it scares me for the Vikings a little. I got I got a comment on that, but I'm going to wait for the next segment till we get to the All right. <clears throat> this part. Well, then let's get right over to now we're going to talk about some games on Sunday that we're, we're kind of just saying, calm down. The season's not over. That was just one game. We're going to be fine. And, Tony, let's go ahead and start with you because we might be sticking with the same game. No, I, I was 
I, I okay. got an overall statement that I'll say at the end of this segment. But th- start it with Cincinnati is not that bad. So if you're reacting like, oh my gosh, 24 to three, Joe Burrow didn't throw anything. Oh, they're going to be terrible. They're overhyped. They're not that bad. They are traditionally a slow starting team. And Joe Burrow has the same problem with the Browns that Josh Allen has with the Jets. He is you're right, traditionally very poor against Cleveland. And it's with any number of defensive coordinators, which is the strangest thing, right? You just He just doesn't do well against them. And so don't overreact and say there's no way Cincinnati's got in the running for the Super Bowl. There's no way they're going to make the playoffs. It's a tough division. Just stay calm. Cincinnati's going to be fine. So you're not concerned at all or just not overly concerned with what you saw week one? No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm not concerned at all. And I'm not concerned at all, and and not just What's, because what, what, he almost lost me the week in fantasy football. But it, he, I'm not concerned <laughs> at all. But he didn't. So what the the only thing that does concern me with them is I looked and I saw this tweeted out by someone, but the Bengals ran 98 percent of their plays, their offensive plays, in shotgun. So that tells me one, I don't know if they, they don't trust their running game, which. The, the, the Browns have a good defense, but also I don't think they wanted Burrow too mobile. Like they're still maybe worried about this calf mm-hmm. injury. So they don't want him doing dropbacks and really kind of straining that calf, which we just saw with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had a calf strain he was kind of dealing with during the off, during the training camp too. And I kind of wonder, should Joe Burrow even be out there? Cause he didn't look like he was wanting to scramble. He looked like he was dumping things down, which is not really the Joe Burrow way. Joe Burrow takes shots and he looked like he was playing a little timid. So if he's not healthy, you just paid this man. Well, I don't whatever it was, two hundred twenty something million guaranteed. If you need to put him in Saran wrap for three weeks and make sure you're you still got your guy, I think you'll be fine. I, they're still going to be confident. They're not. They're not ready to throw up the the red flag and get nervous. But I just don't know if he's healthy, and it scares me playing him if he's not healthy because then he might put himself in harm's way. <coughs> Pops, what do you got? What's the game that you're 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 telling us to relax? About? To relax a little bit. So so Tony said that the the Bengals uh, are not that bad. I'm going to tell you the Cowboys aren't that good. Okay, I mean it's, it took everything in me not to start the, the podcast with the Cowboys <laughs> yeah. should go ahead and get their ring. Hey, let me just tell you now that that defense looked wicked. It looked really really good. Uh, I think uh, I don't think by the way the Giants are that bad either. Uh, but if you looked on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, Dak Prescott did not do anything to really impress he anyone. Didn't need to. Didn't need they to. Twenty four zero. Didn't like need a to. Blink of an eye. Uh, probably, of course, they they get a little break uh, in their next game because they're going to play the Aaron Rodgers less uh, New York exactly. Jets, but they still got to play that that nasty New York Jets defense. So uh, this was one I think you'd put something in the deal. Is is if I was Mike McCarthy, I might burn this tape. Don't look at this. Don't get your head swole up. Uh, great game. Let's enjoy it. Let's start practicing for the New York Jets. So, the Cowboys, let's just move on to week two. That's what I would say. I do think this is probably the best game to go. The Cowboys probably aren't that good, and the Giants probably aren't that bad. Now, there was there were some signs in this game where I kind of go, okay, that defense could be – Really, really mm. good because Stephon Gilmore kind of looked like <laughs> he Stephon look. Gilmore. Yes, and that's going up next to Diggs, who we know is an All Pro. He he has his struggles at times, but he's an All Pro corner. I don't know how it's possible, but Micah Parsons looks faster and stronger than he did last year. What he looked like, possibly the best <laughs> defensive player in football, and they were getting after Daniel Jones all game long. Micah Parsons only had one sack, but on every single play, it felt like. Daniel Jones is running away from Micah Parsons or Parsons is making an attack on the backfield. Tony, could that defense be that good? I th- I don't think they're going to get a blocked field goal for a touchdown and a, and a pick that kind of pops up in their hand. That's where we kind of yeah. go, okay, that was just a train wreck yeah. and the Giants were down 24-0 so quick that now they're dropping back and we're just putting our ears back and going. No, and I think we've said this on the podcast before that I, I think the one thing that I am <laughs> – proud to be a Cowboys fan about is they have really built the defense. And I, I think the defense, Micah Parsons is the best player in football. Offensive defense side, he's the best player in football. And um, and I think that 
they they need to build on that. And if they they can win games ten to six, and I don't care as long as they keep running that defense like that, I think they'll be in good shape. Real quick question on that game for you guys: Did did either one of y'all think when it was like the Cowboys are up thirty something to nothing, and there's like ten minutes left in the fourth quarter? What is Dak and Micah Parsons? What are these guys doing still on the field? Why? Why? You know, there was a part in the fourth quarter, and, and I was, uh, we were watching it with with each other, and I think me and Tony, and we looked at one point, <laughs> someone in the group looked out and went, "Do we really need to have the ones out there?" Right. Yeah. This game is over, like OVA. So that did occur to y'all too. I was sitting here watching. It's like, yeah. good lord, get these guys out yeah. of there. Now I I agree that. All of the Giants should have been out there just for punishment. (laughs) You know, you get beat 40 to nothing. Hey, trot your ass out on back out there, buddy. Uh, There's no cover for you. I get that. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to say this right now, and this is what I want to say, is that my – not to overreact, but week one is traditionally bad. And – uh, be, uh, and there was a lot of ugly, ugly football, football. just in this one. And it's because this is really the fourth preseason game. When when the NFL went to seventeen games and cut out the preseason game, this is what because Joe Burrow didn't play any in the preseason. Uh, Tony Pollard didn't play in the preseason. Um, uh, Josh Allen didn't play in our one or two series in the preseason. They just don't play to get ready. And so the first half of most of these games, they're just knocking the rust off. Uh, other than Seattle, everybody played better in the second half than they did in the first. But that is the not to over don't overreact to just about anything in week one, uh, because this was this was the practice game, and nobody's going seventeen and zero, and uh, and so they figured this is. I looks like to me a lot of teams thought this was the throwaway. What I, what does make me happy to see, and again. The game script could not have gone any better for that Cowboys Giants, but I, I think, and you saw Dak Prescott had a very less than stellar game, but he didn't need to do anything because all he could have done was let the Giants back in it. So do not, don't even let him get a glimpse of life. If McCarthy, who I'm not always trusting Mike McCarthy, but if he can get into Dak Prescott's ear and go, you got a really good defense, you got a really good offensive line, you got a good running game, your receivers are good. You don't have to go put on your cape. And be Superman and try to throw these tight window balls. Let's just play within ourselves. They could be a really dangerous team. But now what what ESPN is going to do, because it's good on get up and it's good on first take, they're going to throw out the, are the Cowboys the best team in the NFC? And I think, Pops, you're right. I think they are contenders and they have a chance. But that game didn't tell me they're about to win the Super Bowl. I, I went to work today and I did act like they're going to go to the Super Bowl. But I know in the back of my head that they could easily lose to the Jets next week and we're right back to square one. Yeah, so. yeah, it's a good way to start the season now. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> let's let's pump our brakes a little bit. Let's see. A game that I'm not going to overreact to is let's let's go through. I I I just don't think the Bears are that bad. And I don't think the Packers are that good, but I am concerned with I think more of the Packers aren't that good, but the Bears offense looked like the same Bears offense early on last season where they just go, uh, I don't know, Fields, can you make something crazy happen? And then he does put his Superman cape on and he fumbles or he throws an interception. And I thought they found something out last year towards the end, and it looked like they took two more steps back to start this year. And, Tony, you might be right, and maybe this is a, a fourth preseason game and they'll get things going, but I got really concerned – because I still think Justin Fields has a chance to be the guy, but it looks like I don't trust what the coaches are doing with him. Where are you at with Fields? I st- I think he's going to be really because he made some plays that nobody else can make uh, in that game uh, at the quarterback position. Now Anthony Richardson made a couple of good plays, but um, uh, but Justin Fields still um, it, it has surpassed to me has surpassed Lamar Jackson as the most athletic quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, he really, he really is good, but I know he made some good passes, but again, it, his was a strange kind of, I don't know, maybe him and Geno Smith must've talked to each other at halftime or something. I don't know, but they just both seemed to like, weren't ready for the second half and, but he'll get better. I, I still like Justin Fields. I still think he's going to be a good quarterback and we'll take steps forward. He's got to trust DJ Moore, throw it around DJ Moore and DJ will go get it. 
Have you seen the clips going? Well, that also scares me with the coach staff because I think they only threw two balls all game that went over 10 air yards. What are we doing? Mm. And you just got to get the ball to DJ Moore. I think you're right on DJ Moore. He's a good player. He looked like he had some fire out there and like he just wanted the ball. There are a lot of videos going out about Chase Claypool right now, and Claypool looked like a guy who did not want to be playing in that game at all. He was walking around. He didn't block a soul. He didn't do much of anything. And then the coaching staff kind of called him out, so we'll see if something changes because you were supposed to go for Fields to make that next leap. You were going, well, he's got two talented receivers on the outside. This is the best targets he's had, so let's see. And maybe Claypool was a, just a bad trade because he, he doesn't look great. That's a, that's a good way to get cut right there. Mm-hmm. It is. It sure is. Um, what else we got? Anything else you're not overreacting to, or want to get to a few winners and losers? And- want to get the winners real quick. Arizona is not. Arizona is still bad. Just because they got within four points to the Commanders, they're still bad. Uh, Sam Howell uh, looked like a rookie. It was just his. It, it, you know, I think he was nervous. Arizona is still bad, and San Francisco is really good. So what Pittsburgh? What happened? I mean, the Pittsburgh. So, that was a one lot of, of people picked Pittsburgh to cover yeah, that. Pittsburgh's not <clears> as <throat> bad, but I'll tell you what, San Francisco was fired on, firing on all they cylinders. Looked good, yes. they looked good. That was one of my my possible overreaction games because I don't think it's an overreaction. In a pod not that long ago, I went into it going, "Oh, I don't. I just don't know if Brock Purdy's really that good." And I don't know. We'll see. Brock Purdy looks – I'm not saying he's Tom Brady, but he just plays really well within that offense. And, God, pretty man, accurate with the football. looks awesome. <laughs> Debo looks awesome. Yeah. CMC looked fantastic. That defense flies around. I, yeah. 49ers look really good. Yeah. And I – they might be the favorites in the NFC. I mean, if we're just if – you, if you made me rank them right now, I think i put them as the favorites in the NFC. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Because I was big before the season, I was big on. I think I'd, this isn't supposed to be a full fantasy talk here, but I was big on. I'll take the receivers over CMC, and I might have been wrong because CMC looked looked fast really good. He looked good, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And how about Brendan Ayuk? I mean, Brendan, they might have two number ones at receiver over there in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, looks like Ayuk is making that has made that next step. I agree. He, I may or may good. not have made that statement grading a couple of drafts this weekend and got me in trouble. But, uh, yeah, Ayuk I, I, is – that's a 1-1-A situation out there. That, they got some t- – and I think they're a, a similar situation with Brock Purdy is what I think Mike McCarthy needs to get Dak Prescott to learn. And, and this could be telling you something about <clears throat> where I see Dak – I think Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Brock Purdy, but Purdy just plays within that offense. He doesn't do any – because I think he – Shanahan's told him, Dude, you got studs everywhere. If you just get them the ball in open field, they're going to put make your stats look a lot better. Mm-hmm. And he seems to do that. He doesn't force a whole lot and seems to play well with himself. Now, if he can just stay healthy. But he, I, have they lost a game where he's finished? I think they're still undefeated in games so. where he has two two ar- human arms attached to right. his shoulder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. How about another? How about another winner? And just you know, just someone you you came away from the weekend going. That, that, that was one of the winners for this week. Pops? Uh, one we hadn't talked about quite yet is Detroit. Detroit Lions, I think, have to come out a winner. I mean, they go opening night. Uh, now, I will say Kadarius Tony kind of gift-wrapped that for them <laughs> just a bit. But, I mean, still, they come out on, on opening night at Kansas City and get away with a win. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm calling Detroit a winner uh, this week for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I do too. I I still the, – the Chiefs, if that wouldn't have been a Thursday game just because I think it gets a little lost and because I've started thinking about all these games from Sunday and Monday, but the Chiefs could also be a game that not to overreact to. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. I think Mahomes is fine. I think if Tony catches those balls, the Chiefs probably win a game without Travis Kelsey. So that that's pretty big. I, or Chris I Jones. It did I mean, show they didn't me. have Chris Jones yeah. either. I mean, that's – What it did show me, Pops, is – I'm not saying the Lions are, you know, Super Bowl contenders necessarily, but they're – they're going to be a tough out, which we kind of thought they would be this season. I think golf's a starting quarterback, and I think they got <laughs> – It's a nice a, thing to say about he's a guy. He's a starting well, quarterback. That's true. Yeah, well, I'm not saying he's a top-10 guy, but you got a, you got a starting-level quarterback, an overpaid one, but a starting-level quarterback. And uh, what's his name? Gibbs looks good. David Montgomery looked good. Uh, Almond Ross St. Brown still looks like that, that guy, and their defense looked better than I thought. Now, again, as we've mentioned – 
They got get wrapped a few times, but the defense looks okay. Is, so I, is Tony still on the team? Is Kadarius Tony still yeah. still there? Yeah, he's on the team. One of the, he deleted all his social media. So. Yeah, wow, that was a tough game for him. Now yeah. he might be the one of the bigger losers of the weekend. I'm just, I'm mean, not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying he really had a bad game. Tony. Just because I know you kind of you 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 keep you plug yourself into the Chiefs a little maybe more than every other team, not every other team, but some of yeah. them. And and this is more maybe of a fantasy question, but do you think Tony is Andy Reid the type of guy to maybe bury Kadarius Tony in the roster? Like this could be something that get or or even Mahomes for that matter, or do you think things will go up from here? Because he, say what you will about him, he's a talented. He's talented. Player. He just is. I think things will go up. I, I think you know he had been injured a little bit in the preseason again. I don't think he he didn't play any preseason. He games, wasn't right? game ready, and he's had um you know he had trouble with the the Giants. I think. They got down on him too quick, and that's not normally Andy Reid. I, I think he'll he'll be right there. He's too good of a talent uh, on on what is not a good wide receiving core. And the bottom line is, you got to win the next game, and this kid will help you win the next game at some point. Um, now, if he drops four more balls the next game, it's not like he's dropping punts, right? It's not like he's you know. Um, Fumbling the ball, they were throwing. and they were some, like the one pick six was it was a perfect. Hand, it was just right there. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, yeah, that that's yeah. true. But no, I think they'll go back to it. All right, let's see. Uh, another winner for me is um, it's just the Lawrence Calvin Ridley connection because Calvin Ridley missed whatever it was six hundred days of football and he looked pretty good. He looked good in that, that Jags jersey and Lawrence looked pretty solid too. I, I was Tony with you oppressed with Aaron, uh, Anthony Richardson, but I just think, I don't know how good that Jags defense will be, but that offense looks like it could be potent this year. And I've been kind of a Lawrence believer. Uh, Pops, you got any more winners? Uh, winners. No, I had, uh, let's see, Detroit, Tampa Bay, and Miami were my big winners, I think, for the weekend. I mean, the Cowboys, but again, I want to burn that tape. So I just don't, I want to be cautiously optimistic about that. Um, and then the looters, losers, we kind of talked about briefly, but I mean, even though the New York Jets won, um, they, that, what a, you know, what a, what a hit they had. And then Cincinnati, what a loser on the first week. I, I'm, I'm with Tony that they're, they're not that bad, but boy, they had a rough first week. They they sure did. Um, I, what do you think? What do you think about um, the the that Titans Saints game? I do think the Saints are a good defense, and I think Derek Carr could make them decent. But I thought that was more of the Titans just looked awful. You know, I, mean, I didn't get to Ryan watch. Hensley. I didn't get to watch that. Well, at you all. didn't miss. Uh, so yeah. Well. Um. Hey, I did have one interesting story though about uh, the Aaron Rodgers uh, injury. That that's kind of a lighter, lighter uh, side story. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a, a pub in Milwaukee. I don't know if you've heard of Jack. Have you heard this story? So, yes, there, yes, there's Jack's American Pub in Milwaukee, and they were running a promotion that every time the Jets lose with Aaron, uh, with Aaron. Aaron Rogers. Rogers, yeah, thank you. Uh, at quarterback, starting at quarterback, he would buy your drinks. You know, your drinks were on the house. Uh, like a tab. Like your tab would be on the house. Now the deal was you had to be there 15 minutes before kickoff, so obviously you were gonna you're betting on the come because you're probably gonna have a lot of drinks and and all that. Well, when when uh when he goes out in the first uh, Aaron Rodgers goes out and play four, you know all these guys are sitting at the bar thinking, oh. My drinks are on the house. Just let it eat, right? Drink up. Drink up. And then the game goes to overtime, and, and the guy, I can't remember his name, uh, uh, that returned the uh, punt. or the Yeah, the punt. Gibson. Uh, Gibson. Xavier, Xavier Gibson, 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 I think. You know, you saw him on Hard Knocks, one of the last ones to, to make the team, actually. It was a pretty cool story. Uh, just think of all those guys that were, you know, drink up. I'm buying everything. And then uh, you got to go pay for those bad boys. That's a um – that's what because because you're drinking too, so they're probably feeling real good, and then all of a sudden that that happens, and they're kind of like, oh shit! Not only <laughs> yeah. am I going to be hungover at work tomorrow, I just ran up a hundred and fifty dollar tab <laughs> right. at, at what you got. That's that's yeah. that's a tough Monday night, and I bet Tuesday morning I kind of hope they just called in on Tuesday morning for work because that'd have been tough to show back up yeah. to work. And now, not only did you accidentally spend two hundred dollars at the bar, yet you're hungover, and yeah, yeah that's that's tough. You know, something else, did you notice it, it occurred to me, this is just briefly, but, you know, it was raining in the Cowboys-Giants uh, game, right? It was raining a lot on the East Coast, you know, by the way. But 
you know, they had those visors on. And I can't remember thinking, boy, if I was a receiver or a quarterback, I think I'd take that visor off because you get water droplets on it. It looked, it looked like you needed some windshield wipers or something. Exactly. Like and I noticed I thought that, and then Dak came back in and didn't have a visor on. So, I yeah. mean, I think that's probably is what they do. All right, we are back to wrap things up. We took a little break. Uh, you probably didn't notice, but just you'll notice now that Uncle Tony is no longer with us. He's having a little technical difficulties. I don't know if we brought up a game that really struck a nerve with him, but I think it's truly technical difficulties. Pops, overall, I think it was, it's fun to have football back. It was, I think, the big takeaway, and, and we've mentioned it. One, there was a lot of rain. Lack of preseason. It was just, it was a sloppy week one, but good to have football back. Yeah, I think Tony made a really good point is this is, you know, kind of the last uh, preseason game. And, and, and it was a little bit of sloppy football and that will get better. But, but I'm like you, I was excited about week one. I mean, I don't know that I'll catch every game, you know, every week, but, uh, but I was trying to this week. I was really excited about that. And real quick thing, I'm not the biggest Longhorn fan, but damn, they put it on the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. And we're clearly the better team. So just a big shout-out to those uh, Longhorn fans. Well, and LJ, he was unable to make the pod, but he did He did give us a note. And similar to uh, the stat of the 49ers have not lost a game where Brock Purdy has finished, the Alabama Crimson Tide have never beaten the Longhorns in a game where their quarterback played past halftime. Hmm. Mild correction from the editor here. They've never won a game against UT where the quarterback has made it into the second quarter. I know Alabama fans are rolling our eyes at us because they've heard about how the Texas would have won that game if Colt McCoy didn't get hurt in the championship. But just saying, the Texas did look really good. And dare I say it, Pops, because it's been said a lot over the last 15 years, but Texas could be back. They looked really good. They looked like a contender. Well, you got to think that program, yes, I think Texas could be back. And they've got a lot going for them, so – uh, you know, I hope they are. I'm, I'm an Arkansas fan, but I've always – I like Texas fine. I hope they are back. And I think that'll wrap us up for the podcast. We will be back next week, of course, to wrap up week two and give you some picks maybe going into week three. We'll have picks for you next week. That's a little promise for the people. All right, peace out. All right, day is peace out. <laughs> What's up, Tony? <laughs> there you are. <laughs> Damn it. Can y'all hear me? Yes. We can. I, I just, I needed to get back to work and I didn't know. So no, I like, my laptop we just said just, goodbye. My lap just flat dropped. I couldn't, I, it just lost connection. I came back inside and tried to get it. I couldn't get it connected. I was all of a sudden just gone. I don't know if there is. And I was still connected to Cindy's my Cindy's probably laptop. in there watching porn again. She's on Pornhub. <laughs> she did just get home. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it, it just disconnected me. And I think it was my laptop because I came back inside and still couldn't get it done. And Anyway, sorry about that. Did y'all get my winners and losers? Well, yeah. We just did a quick wrap up. We, we, we mentioned the UT Alabama game briefly, and that was about it. Okay. Jordan loves the winner. Yeah. Jets fans stayed after. Jets fans stayed after uh, halftime or winners. And then uh, Josh Allen's a loser because he didn't get to play against Aaron Rodgers. And then Uncle Tony's bank account. Those are the losers. <laughs> if that makes it to the, the notes as we're as LJ's playing us out, great. Good deal. All right, we'll go back to work. All right, All right. peace out. out. Peace. I'll, hey, I'll get your PB League figured out. We'll get it figured out tomorrow. Yeah, like we ever started seven.